To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and hard facts that created America, <laughs> with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome back once again. I am your host, as always, JJ. And over there in the beautiful state of Disneyland. <laughs> yes. My good friend, Nick. Nick, how are you doing? Good. Uh, it It is, uh, it, it's still hilarious to me that I live eh, 150 miles away from Disneyland. <laughs> and you've been there more often than I. Oh, and yeah. you, have, you have to travel two states. Yeah. The length of two states, basically, to get there. I'm a season pass holder. <laughs> You're a season pass holder. Uh, good, how's that working out for you? Yeah, good news. I bought the season pass at the beginning of the year. Uh, so I got to use it once. <laughs> and then everything went to hell. That's why we're doing this particular episode. I'm calling this the season two preview. Because uh, we're wrapping up the movies. They're, they're coming fast and uh, we're going to hit the end very soon. They're um, not getting any better anytime soon. Yeah, and they're not getting any better anytime soon, and the way everything's going right now, we figured instead of sitting here and talking trash about Chicken Little, we would talk about Disneyland on our kind of grand return to form. Yes, spoilers, uh, we'll, we'll be talking crap about Chicken Little. Yeah, uh, we just haven't, like, felt like it. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, if you're listening to this in the future, uh, I'm glad you survived uh, yes. the, <laughs> this this nightmare. Uh, but boy, things aren't going so well right now when we're recording this in the country or yeah. the world, uh, without saying too much, uh, <laughs> and, but, uh, yeah, so we figured we needed some joy and I thought, Hey, let's just kind of do what I'm going to unofficially dub the season two preview. Although I guess I'm going to call it that. So I guess it's officially dubbed that at this point, uh, cause season two is going to be all about the history, uh, chronological history of the Disney theme parks, mostly Disneyland, uh, because that's where the bulk of the history sort of comes from. But once you hit the, you know, a certain point, then it starts to expand outwards. Um, but it's heavy focus on Disneyland because that's the one I, I know the ins and outs in the complete history of these theme parks. So. JJ once, uh, snuck, snuck in and spent the night. Yeah, on Tom Sawyer Island. Tom Island. Sawyer Island. Yeah, <laughs> I think I forget what it's. I always call it, still call it Tom Sawyer's Island, although I do think it's Pirates Cove now or something. I actually forget. I don't like to call it what it really is. So, <laughs> slept on a bat, uh, a, a pile of the feral cats that live. In <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we just figured this. No, no real. Uh, theme this week other than just sort of maybe personal histories with Disneyland or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, definitely gonna we'll, we'll start off with talking about the time you were bullied at Disneyland when I was there with you. Uh, <laughs> it's, been about, it's been a little over a year now. A little over a year. We saw it around Mother's Day last year. Me and you went to Disneyland. Uh, we met up. Uh, rode Space Mountain. Hyperspace Mountain. Uh, uh, survived Hyperspace Mountain I think is probably more accurate. Uh, so yeah, I just, I, I just, I still think about that dude. It's like the cast member. It's like it's only like two and a half minutes. Are you gonna be okay? Yeah. Because here's the thing. Uh, I'm very tall, yeah. and so is JJ. Yeah. 
And uh, we are not what one would call svelte men. No. We do not have... Uh, do they not have the ballerina bodies there? No. She should so. sit side by side on a two-person uh, roller yes. coaster car. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, that was... Uh, it was fun. It was awesome. Yeah. Hyperspace Mountain's great, but... Yeah, it was cool. Boy, that was uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really uncomfortable. Uh, but yes, the child did bully me. Yeah. Uh, we were eating at was it the Hungry Bear? I think it was Hungry yeah. yeah, it was a Hungry Bear. <laughs> and as we were standing up to leave, a kid just walks up to Nick and just takes the chair out from his hands and walks off with it. When I say kid, I mean what? Six? Had to be. That's <laughs> like the oldest. Yeah. <laughs> just looked you right in the eyes and took the chair from your I didn't think she looked me in the eye. <laughs> that made it worse. She was dismissive of me as a person. Yeah. She was like, hmm. You're not. You definitely don't need this. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a fun trip. That was yeah. the. Uh, it was. That was the first time I'd gone to Disneyland in a while, where I was like, "Oh, I have to budget." Like, nah. Eh. And I think that's the first time you went to California Adventure, didn't you? Did you go? To yes, California it is. Adventure? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like um, California Adventure. It uh, not at first, boy howdy. Uh, but uh, you like caught it. it on the on the early days of it. Being- uh, I was there. Uh, let's. I was there with within like the first like probably six months of its opening, yeah. uh, when it, it still had the uh, Superstar Limo ride, uh, where uh, the Monsters Inc. is now. Uh, that ride was there for less than a year, I believe, <laughs> and they still have the animatronics inside that ride, uh, just covered up as like here. Like you can clearly tell it's like that's the Drew Carey animatronic that was in there that they just put the yellow hazmat monsters and hazmat suit over still has the same motions and everything but <laughs> still drew carry yeah it's and I th- i'm sure if you took the hazmat suit off it would just be drew carry what the points don't matter yeah uh yeah though uh, california venture was nice i do remember it's i think i was at disneyland like shortly after it opened yeah. with my family and my dad being outraged that they were going to charge him more money yeah, it, to go to the other park. Because, like, now it's common, like, if you get your Disneyland ticket, more often than not, you're going to get the park hopper. Yeah. So you jump between the two. Back then, that wasn't an option. So you had to buy two separate tickets at full price. So if you wanted to go to Disneyland, you had to get a Disneyland ticket. If you wanted to go to California Adventure, you had to get a California Adventure ticket. You could still do it that way, but you're paying, like, there's no discount involved and... The price they charge to just get into California Adventure, not really worth it even to this day. Um, maybe after the Marvel Land opens and it sort of diversifies a little more. Sure. Uh, I can see that. But, like, especially back in the early days, California Adventure was just sort of, I don't know, it, it wasn't barren, but, like, it, it didn't feel like it was a Disney theme park. And for various reasons. We'll get right. into the history of it when we actually start the season, but... You know, it, all the rides were California-themed. Uh, you would enter in through, like, the main entrance, and there was, like, the shopping center was, um, like, one side was based off of a train car, so, like, you would enter in through a train car and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the other side, I, it was just shops. And, it's you know, you go through, and it's playing, like, uh, I don't know, like, poppy upbeat uh, versions of like on like you know organ music of like old California bass so it's like you know uh, California Dreamin' and 
all that stuff was like playing overhead and just like just simple organ music and it was just like not felt weird and the main centerpiece was uh, this weird fountain with a giant sun uh, okay yeah and like because they're, they're uh, uh, other than like uh grizzly river run mm-hmm. um they didn't really have any sort of like the iconography of California Venture was the main entrance, where which was uh, the letters of California, giant letters. So if you took yeah. a photo in front of the main gates with those things, it looked like a big postcard that you would send. That was the design aesthetic was California postcard of the main entrance to California Adventure. Um, yeah, just not like it was. It was. It was bad theming from left to right, and it's kind of funny to see like how little of that theming still exists. Um, Condor Flats is sort of still there in a sense and that's where uh, Soren is and the Grizzly River Run rests and that's sort of the most untouched of California Adventure because uh, it was only two things and the theming is really solid uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty much Bug or Pixar now and Marvel yeah so uh, you have what used to be Paradise Pier which was a uh, you know, designed to look like, you know, the San Francisco pier area kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you know, that kind of stuff. And it was just, everything was sort of really themed around uh, a pier. Like it had boardwalk games and it had a roll, you know, a roller coaster, like a very simple That's roller still coaster. There. The roller coaster's still there. It's now, but now the whole, th- it's all Pixar themed. So it's still all, and it's Pixar pier. So it's all vaguely Pier themed still, but they changed almost everything. Like so, it's like the Incredicoaster. Um, they took uh, the giant Mickey iconography out of the um, uh, Ferris wheel, made it all th- uh, Mickey uh, themed to that uh, Pixar stuff. It's a very good Ferris wheel. Yeah, it has stationary cars and cars on a track that kind of swing back and forth while you're going around. Um, there used to be a ride there called the Malaboomer. And it was themed like one of those mallet games, you know, where you hit it and it make, goes up and you try to hit the bell. Yeah. Uh, that's what its visual theming was. And, like uh, the strongman thing. Yeah, the strongman thing. And uh, it was just one of those typical, like, um, air shot rides. So it just shot you up and dropped you. And it was, that was it. And it was like a very, everything was sort of very off the rack kind of car, like uh, theme park stuff. Which goes against everything that sort of like Disneyland really wanted. Like the most off the rack thing they had at Disneyland was um, the carousel, and but they still put a lot of work in the carousel at Disneyland. Everything else was sort of engineered specifically to be sort of Disneyfied. But like these rides and the swings. Uh, back now, it's the um, silly symphony swings. Mm-hmm. It's Mickey's based on Mickey's 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 bandstand. Right. Uh, but back then, it was called the Orange Stinger. And it was, uh, took place in a giant orange that smelled like oranges inside. And ah. it spun around in sort of a beehive theme. Like, there was, like, you know, like, Flight of the Bumblebee playing. And, uh, in, like, the first, like, week or so, it actually had, um, bee-shaped cars or seats that you would sit in. But they were fiberglass. And you know how swing rides are. Right. They would bump into each other. And that wasn't good for any, for the body. So just. Ah, it'd be fine. The one thing I remember about the Malaboomer uh, so much was they put um, uh, plastic shields in front of your face. So when you're sitting there, there's a big giant. It looks like you're in like a spaceman's helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're in the middle of Southern California on sort of like with no coverage. 
Uh, so you could actually see where the harness was getting burned from those plastic shields, and they were constantly like, towards the end of its life, they were like spraying down with water, like water bottles, where the sorry, was getting hot there from uh, <laughs> the refraction of the sunlight into the harness you were locking yourself into. So it's a thing like where Woody lights the uh, the 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 rocket with Buzz Lightyear's helmet. Yes, it's exactly that. Yeah. Um, and, and the only reason, like, so. A lot of people don't know that, but the reason it has the it had that, and why the uh, roller coaster has like those half tubes on it, mm-hmm. is because Disney has to follow strict noise ordinances, and so they ha- so the face shield and those tubes are like because that's they're sort of like facing the freeway that they're they're supposed to diminish sound that's coming out. Yeah. Um, so that's why those are there because yeah, Disney has to follow, especially where they're at. There's strict noise ordinances right there because they're on the freeway. Those parts are on the freeway. I, I, I still don't know that California Adventures worth a price of admission as is, but I will tell you this: if they said, "Hey, you can pay like forty bucks and just go watch World of Color," I would totally do it. World of Color is one of Disney's better shows. Um, it made my wife cry. It's very emotional. I'll give yeah. it that. There's some there's some stuff there. Like, um, I, like Fantasmic is a bigger show, but I don't think it's I don't like the musical quality of World of Color and the sort of like the effects that they're doing and stuff are way more interesting. I think, um, like World of like Fantasmic has had to take some uh, cues from World of Color to like help pr- improve their projection stuff and things. So. But just like it's just like a the way they get the the the, the fountains to do what they got to do. It's yeah. just it's it's something else. I I absolutely love World of Color, and that's I highly recommend going seeing that. It, like anytime anyone's like going to Disneyland, like because you know everyone will come to me with hate with like so what do we what do we what do we got to do? That's what you do. Color one of World of Color is always like I put that above like Fantasmic or. Like it's like I I would even say like go see World of Color over the fireworks if you only get to choose one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like the, I think their current fireworks show is lacking. I used to love for the 50th anniversary, uh, that was the best fireworks show they've ever done. Uh, it's like Imagine Dreams Come True. Yeah, Imagine. Yeah, um, but yeah, it? It, was, it was a great fireworks show. <laughs> Didn't uh so like when he first was was Tower of Terror there when he first opened or no? No, that came much later, um, within like a couple of years, a couple few years later, um, and it's uh, because it's because now. yeah, it's Guardians of the Galaxy uh, themed now, which broke uh, when I wrote on it. Yeah, that's a bummer. I love that ride. Yeah. I like the theming of the, uh, you know, the, when that happened when they did the changeover from. Twilight Zone 2 Guardians of the Galaxy caused a lot of commotion amongst the Disney theme park regulars. Um, but I never really thought... I love Tower of Terror, but, like, it was, like, a half-assed version of the Florida version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just felt like, you know, changing it to be its own thing, have its own identity, on top of not having to pay, uh, you know, licensing for Twilight Zone anymore. Uh, <laughs> for that side. And that was the appeal for me. Like, yeah. I, I didn't want to go on that ride yeah. because I'm a, you know, like you, I'm a big Twilight Zone nerd. Yeah. 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 And it was really cool to have sort of like, they took 
like old Rod Serling footage and sort of made a new thing out of it. And like they dubbed over him with a new voice and stuff. And but it sounded really good. And it was just kind of fun to see like this is like you know new Rod Serling stuff. And it was really good. Yeah. But um, uh, and you know the Florida one uh, actually has a moving car uh, that the uh, Disneyland one doesn't have, where it's like you're you're put into the service elevator. And to get you to the tower part, it actually goes along a track like you're going through the opening scene of the TV show. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, it was really cool. And then they put you in the place, and then you do the... And, and it's a and it's a more intense drop in Florida. It's a really good version. I like, it's like, it's so much better that I'm like, I'm glad that the, like, it's, they, they, they've carved its own identity in California because I would never be able to enjoy the... Twilight Zone at California again because the Florida one is such a vast improvement, which is a rarity because mostly the Florida stuff is sort of like, like Pirates of the Caribbean is exponentially worse at Florida than it is at Disneyland because it's shorter and it kind of goes like in a weird order. Like you're not like, like you're like, it goes like in reverse order. Like you're going from pirates to skeletons as opposed to like you're traveling backwards through time of the real quote unquote ride at Disneyland. Does it have the same smell? Of course. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know what that pirate's smell is. I do. It's what bromy. is it? It's bromy. <laughs> what, uh, what, what is bromy? Besides, because, because they can't use chlorine in the water, they use bromine instead. Because chlorine is very harsh, and because you're going to be splashing it around on people. And people, more people are going to be sensitive to chlorine than bromine. They use bromine in their water rides. And there's literally a restaurant right next to the ride, too. Yeah. Yeah. So Inside yeah. of it, actually. Yeah. yeah. So if it was just chlorine, it would just be a disaster. So they needed to find something that was less invasive. <laughs> and bromine was the solution. So yeah. uh, that's a chemistry joke. Bromine is a solution. That... <laughs> I'm a chemist, people. <laughs> I'm a chemist. Back off, man. Yeah, back off. I'm a scientist. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, the other appeal for me at one point with California Adventures was that was where they stuck Main Street for a little bit. Yeah, the uh, Main Street Electrical Parade was Which there. For was a sad that it was gone. Yeah, well, so they didn't call it the Main Street Electrical Parade because there is no Main Street at California Adventure. It was just the Electrical Parade. Um, but it, that's what it was. Yeah. It was the Main Street Electrical. I actually got to see that. I never got to see the original Main Street Electrical Parade, um, uh, but I did get to see the um, California Adventure version. So I was very happy about that. Um, I have I to- seen oh. twice. That's yeah. Probably, yeah, originally twice. And they brought it back recently, but I didn't get an opportunity to take a trip down to see the revival of the Main Street Electrical Parade. But it's gonna come back. I mean, that's just how this works when they need to get because. When they need guests in the park, they're going to dust off some classics. And I got a feeling in uh, next year, they're going to need to dust off some stuff to get people into the theme park. Perhaps as early as this fall. Yeah. Um, so I can see Main Street coming back. Um, you know, we're, we're technically in a few weeks. Disney was supposed to be launching their new land at California Adventure. Avengers uh, Academy. Um but obviously, at this stage in history, that's not happening, and I don't know where construction is on it right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's been 
if they've been continuing construction. I know recently construction, there's been photos of them like kind of wrap starting to starting those wheels in motion again fully. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'll be interested to see when that opens. Now it seemed interesting, um, but Disney hasn't had the Star Wars launch was pathetic. I think <laughs> to say because when we went, it was only like a couple of weeks away from opening. Yeah. And yeah. when I booked the trip, uh, it was sort of by design. I was like, well, I can go for my birthday. I can take my mom with me, make it a double Mother's Day birthday thing. Um, and I'll beat the crowds that are going to come in for Star Wars Land. And turns out there were no crowds for Star Wars Land. Um, and that was, you know, May, that, you know, it opened in the third week of May. Um, and sort of through summer, uh, it, it stayed dead. I think the messaging they got out there didn't help it. Was like it's going to be like a four hour look. Wait, get on yeah. it. They, they, they scared like, everyone. Eh. They scared everyone ahead of time. Um, it, they weren't going for like they, they did the staggered launch, which also doesn't help. It's like it's opening. It's not complete. There's a whole another ride that's not open yet and won't open for another year, you know almost year. And it's not open in Florida yet. Um, you know, that we're going to open that in the fall of this year as opposed to whatever. And it just sort of, everything fell off the rails for that launching. And it's not to say that the land is bad. I actually really, really like the land. I got to see it in February when I went, um, just as the world was falling apart. Uh, but the, the overall, it's, it's an incredible land. Um, everything is almost too in theme that it's embarrassing, but... At the same time, like, I appreciate it. It's a very Disney kind of thing to do, especially early Disney. Um, but, like, yeah, there's no, you know, that'll be five ninety nine. It's like, you know, 5.99 credits, and there's no good morning or good night or yeah. whatever. It's all, like, you know, rising rising suns, you know, um, till the spire and stuff like that. You know, all the, like, Coke come in. Coke is more expensive in that part of the land. And uh, it comes in thermal detonator bottles. Um, all the food is themed in a weird way. It makes it kind of weird, hard to order stuff. <laughs> so you got to sort of decipher the codes. <laughs> I'll, I'll have the baby brains. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, you sicken me. <laughs> well, you know what the funny thing is? Like how they kind of, they, they kind of stick to their script is uh, when, uh, do you remember when they had the Hall of Armor? Yeah. yeah. And... I went looking for it, like the last, not the last time I was with you, yeah. but before that, and I was like, oh, it's probably still here. And it was Star Wars, and I said, hey, the whole armor. And he goes, oh, and the guy looks at me straight face and goes, Mr. Stark is taking his armor back to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. huh? Oh. Well, it's like when you're trying oh, to. Oh, we're doing like, a thing here. We're doing a bit. Oh, we're, oh, this is a bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did, uh, like when you're trying to do the lightsaber stuff and it's like you know you're look I'm, you don't really know where anything is especially if it's your first time mm -hmm. and and like you can't like ask anyone and get a straight answer i'm trying to find i have a i have a reservation to go build a lightsaber please just tell me where that is don't tell me that oh you're looking for scrap or whatever like just take me there please yeah uh but like it's but like you know it, it, there's a learning curve they're gonna learn eventually what the there's some things that it's okay to just sort of yeah. ease up on a little bit, I think. But yeah, could um, you want to scoop a bantha poodle? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Nice. But yeah, I did. I mean, I did everything that there was to do there except build a droid. I built the lightsaber. I uh, went to Oga's Cantina, which is a very weird thing. Like it's ex- it's expensive. You have to make a reservation, and you have to wait in line, and <laughs> you're only allowed to be in there for forty five minutes, and you can only order two drinks. That's not two alcoholic drinks. That's just two drinks. <laughs> Whether it be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. It's, it's the weirdest That thing. seems really bad. Yeah. And, and, like, yeah, and you get, like, one food item. But they don't really have food. They have, like, if you're there for breakfast, they have a cinnamon roll. But they don't call it a cinnamon roll. It's, like, <laughs> I forget. It's, like, it's a, like it's like a kashik something or well, some nonsense. Um, it's like figure your crap out. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, you know, um, Smuggler's Run is a really good uh, video game made by Rockstar at the launch of the PlayStation 2, but it's also a really good Disneyland ride. Um, It's basically Star Tours with some interactive elements, Um, and it's it's so weird. It's, like, six people at a time. That's it. That's the most you can have per ride vehicle. Um, And, you know, they have a single rider line. But I think they're going to get... I don't know if they'll get rid of the single rider line because it doesn't have Fast Pass, but I know they're introducing Fast Pass to it soon. And I feel like the Fast Pass line will be the single rider line. But um, I just... There was no wait time for me at any time for Smuggler's Run. Like, um, sorry, sorry, lonely person. Yeah. Forget um, you. Yeah. So when you do single rider, you end up being sort of in, like the f- seat filler. So you're at the back. So you basically always yeah. get... You basically always get engineer... Which really just has you like pushing some buttons on the side and stuff. I did get to do one time the person uh, didn't want to be the pi- like pilot seat, so like, do you want to swap? You got gunner. Can I? You want to swap? I was like, yeah, I'll swap. So I got to actually pull the lever to throw the Millennium Falcon into hyper uh, hyperspace, and it was um, it was an experience. <laughs> it's an emotional experience to say the least. Duh. Yeah. Uh, um, but Rise of the Resistance. Uh, that is one of Disney's best rides they've ever created. Um, I actually did get teary-eyed in that ride because it's so big and it's so incredible. Like, the first time you ride it, there's nothing that you can sort of prepare you for, like, how big that ride is from start to finish. It's like a 20-minute ride from, like, beginning to end. And it is something else. Um, and it's hard to get on that ride. (laughs) Is it, it's, it's a heck of a wait or what? It's a virtual queue. There is no normal queue. Um, at when, when Disneyland opens, you have to be on the app and join the queue. Um, and like there was, I was there three days. I got to write it twice. I didn't get in the first time because I came to, I, my plane like arrived too late. Mm-hmm. So it was already by, by, by like 8.02, it's like like if the park opens at eight, by eight o two, books for the rest of the day. And I, did, I like both times I didn't get on that ride until like you know five six o'clock, and I had been there you know at rope drop. Um, so it behooves you to get into the park early because you can only do it once you're inside once your ticket's been scanned and you're inside the park. It's the only way you can get your reservation to get on that ride. So, so so if you're not the first person in line. You're so bummed. that's why you have to get like cause, because they kind of open the gates and let people in, you know, early. Usually, right. you know, like if it's opens at eight, you'll be in at like they'll open the gates and you can start 
people filling in at like 7.30 or whatever. So the earlier there, the better because, but just because you're there early doesn't guarantee it because everyone's in at the same time, basically. You just have to make sure that your ticket is scanned and that's the only way you're going to sort of have your opportunity. But there's, there's no favoritism, uh, but there should be. Yeah, there should be. The, uh, you're talking about like eating breakfast at, yeah. at- there, I was like, so why would you not eat at Carnation Cafe if you're eating breakfast at Disneyland? Yeah, I know. Why yeah. would you not eat at Carnation? Yeah, no, you eat at Carnation. There's two things you do for breakfast. You eat at Carnation Cafe or you go to um, the Practical... I forget what it is. What is the... Because uh... I, I still call it the Blue Ribbon Bakery because that's what the Main Street Bakery was. It's um, it's Mary Poppins one down... Yeah, it's but now it's Mary Poppins one. It used to be the Plaza Inn. Um the, the the place that made you wait way too long for a sandwich. Yeah. Um, and still a pretty long wait there, but, um, you know, you go there and you get, like, a cinnamon roll because it's Disneyland makes was it. The, was it sandwich or hot chocolate you were waiting forever for? Uh, I was, it was a sandwich. I was waiting yeah. for a grilled cheese sandwich to come. You were waiting for the hot chocolate, or the whatever the, uh... Yeah, the hot chocolate. Hot chocolate, because you want it, because your wife wanted the the cup, didn't she? She wanted yes, the special bug. She wanted the special bug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, Carnation. Oh my god, I, I don't know what, I don't know where they get the bacon from for Carnation Cafe. <laughs> the three little pigs. <laughs> it, is, it is possibly the best bacon I've ever eaten. Uh, it's that's the thing. Like all the sit down restaurants at Disney are all like top tier restaurants. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. Like they, it's so funny, and I, I joke about it constantly that. Um, Disneyland has some of the, like, you know, they have top-tier chefs. Some of the best in the world at, across all their theme parks. Cannot for the life of them figure out how to make a pizza. Uh, <laughs> every pizza there is just terrible. Uh, it's just like this bready school cafeteria nonsense, and I hate it. Um, you have to go to uh, downtown Disney at Disneyland. Yes. Like, they have that... Uh, that, uh, that weird... That, that they, kind of... Yeah, Napoli, Napolini. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it's that it's a very traditional pizza. It's not the kind of pizza you really want, but at the same time, it's perfectly acceptable pizza. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, eh, it's yeah. it's fun. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I forget what the name of it was, but I it, I, I guess we'll be talking about food now. Yeah. Um, this is the food section of this. This is the food section because that's, that's honestly the most important part of the Disney theme park experience. Kind of. I mean, there's a remember that Jim Gaffigan bit where he's like, you go to Disneyland, you're like, oh, we just had eight. We should probably walk around a bit and then get a bite to eat. And after that, we should probably have yeah. some bacon. <laughs> yeah. We're just, uh, never had popcorn better in my life. It's, uh, it's the most comforting popcorn on the planet. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it great is, popcorn. I've told somebody it was life-changing popcorn. That's <laughs> true. Uh, and it's also like if you're hungry but don't know what to grab, always grab the popcorn. Yep. Because it really motivates you to keep going. Yeah. Uh, and they also they always sell like get the plastic bucket because yep. you get refills for like a dollar fifty, and <laughs> that's like the cheapest thing in the theme park. So. Uh, of course, the you can't talk about Disneyland food without. I know where you're going. The corn dogs. <laughs> the corn dogs. The, the corn dogs. The little, the little red corn dog cart on Main Street. Oh my gosh! It, it pretty much like, hey, do you want, do you want a corn dog and, and chips? Because that's all we got. Yeah, we've got, we've got three things. We've got corn dog, we got chips, 
and we've got Coke products. Yep. You get to have those three, and that's in a meal, and that's your only option. You don't want the chips too bad. You're getting the chips. <laughs> Give the chips to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% like, uh, what's the name of the place where you get the uh, the fried chicken? Um, there's a couple of places where you get fried chicken. Uh, is it the Blue Bayou? The Blue Bayou is the one inside of Pirates of the Caribbean. No, no, okay, it's not the one. It's the, uh, it's the banquet style one. Yeah. Um, oh, what's the, I see. It's down by New Orleans Square. Yeah, the, um, oh, what is it called? Damn, now you're making me feel like a... Uh, <laughs> It's like you get fried chicken or pot roast. Yeah. What is it? Oh, shoot. Um, and it's sponsored by, like, Stouffer's. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, it, uh, French Market. French Market. French, French, French Market. Okay. Yeah. I, I have, I have, I 100% have eaten dinner at the French Market and got the pot roast. <laughs> and then go like, all right, time to get a corn dog now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've eaten in the uh, Blue Bayou restaurant once. It's mm-hmm. the one that's in Pirates of the Caribbean. It is definitely not... I'm not a big seafood guy. Like, at all. Uh, and that's basically what you're getting in there. <laughs> you got some stale Tic Tacs in your purse that you can have? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the table bread and a Coke, please. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's... Oh, man. Uh, uh, New Orleans Square, where the French Market and uh, Blue Bayou... Has my favorite one of my favorite Disney snacks, uh, beignets at the Mid Julep Bar. Oh, uh, I've never had one with her. Oh, you gotta get the beignets. Last time I was there, they always have normal beignets and then like a flavor of the season beignets. Um, and they make them, you know, they're fresh, they're hot. When you get the bag, they're still warm and like the, like the powdered sugar is kind of coagulating and melting just a little bit because it just came they just came out of the oil or whatever from the fr- deep frying these donuts, Mickey shaped donuts. Uh, and they're great. Uh, last time I was there, it was chocolate strawberry was the special mm. flavor. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's... For me, a lot of it is... I like to eat at Disneyland. I like to yeah. eat in general, but you you feel justified because you're doing so much walking. Yeah. Like, you know, as, a, as a diabetic, I feel okay just like, I'm going to get a churro now because... Yep. I'm, I've done more walking today than I have done in the past six months, and I've I've earned this. Yes. Uh, I, when when uh, I met you there, I know like one of my things was like, well, my uh, I have Pokemon Go running, so it's telling me. Yeah, I've walked quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, my 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 uh, my Apple Watch, uh, th- those rings are closed. Uh, yeah. Before lunch, so I feel okay. I Disney, think I, it was so funny at Disney World when I did Disney World because like my Apple Watch was like getting mad at me after the trip was done because you do a lot of walking at Disneyland, but you do like three times as much walking in Florida. Mm-hmm. And like my watch was like, Hey man, you can keep, keep the track, keep the street going. And it's like, nah, I'm done. Like <laughs> if I didn't have to walk for the rest of the year, I wouldn't, but here I fucking <laughs> get, get a rascal scooter. Yeah. Like from like the, the fat people and up <laughs> just the little hover scooters. Um, so do you want to talk about our first, uh, Memories of going to or earliest memories of Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I have mine. Kind of is like a double whammy. Go ahead. A bit because I went to Disneyland uh, went in '89 when I was just, you know, I'm not even in school yet. 
Right. I still have the ticket to that. It's like 20 bucks for a day entrance in the Disneyland in 89, maybe 88. Um, late 88, early 89. I was just super young. And I have just vague memories of it. The thing I remember most, though, is that I had an ear infection and was on an airplane. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, that was good for everyone else on the plane. Um, but I do remember meeting Mickey Mouse because it was very important to my parents that I get a picture with Mickey Mouse. And I remember... Uh, not not going into Captain EO because of my ear infection and it was too loud. Uh, but I have a picture of me in the Captain EO 3D glasses. And I very much remember Autopia. Yeah. Because it was hilarious because I was like sitting there and it's like, don't bump into anyone. And of course, as a, you know, three or four year old, you're like, okay, bump into people. <laughs> well, do like, the exact opposite? Yes. Yeah. yeah but it, it was my cousin, so it was okay. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, but like, Disneyland really started for me in like 97, 98, like mm-hmm. just before the 98 expansion where, where they changed uh, Tomorrowland around and brought in all the new stuff um, and painted it the most god-awful copper color imaginable <sighs> um, and put in one of their worst, top five worst rides of all time. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, but like like yeah, around then, and it's been kind of nonstop since like that era, ninety seven, ninety eight. It's been almost like once a, a trip every year since then. At least a trip. At least once. At least a trip. The trips that the years where I didn't take a trip, it's made up for because we went like two times a year or something. So it's it's pretty consistent. Like you could probably do the math and decide since ninety eight at least, or like at the latest is ninety eight, probably maybe ninety seven. But um, yeah. It's been just every year. Like, About 40 times. So. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. so. Uh, I, I like you. I My first trip, I was little. I don't remember much about it. Um, yeah. I remember quite a bit about my second trip. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I, I was insufferable. I, this would have been 80, this would have been 87, yeah. 86, 87. Um, my, my mom tells tell the story that I was a, a living nightmare. <laughs> And then they bought me a Pluto, a plush Pluto, <laughs> and I was good as gold the oh, rest man. of the time. Uh, ooh, that same, that early trip, that I, that first Disneyland trip, we also went to SeaWorld that year. Oh, wow. It's the only time I've ever been to SeaWorld. Yeah. Um, I do not condone the practices of SeaWorld, so <laughs> given the option, I still don't go to SeaWorld. Even though I love aquariums. I love aquariums. I'll go to any of If there's an aquarium, I'm going to go to it. Uh, but I don't really count SeaWorld as an aquarium. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I, I do remember the copper uh, thing you're talking about Tomorrowland because uh, the trip I remember, one of the trips I remember most is we went there for grad night yeah. in uh, June of 98. So that been about 22 years yeah. ago now. So, so like brand new Tomorrowland idea. Yeah. And like this, this is a, this is a slice of like how, <laughs> how 1998 this was. Yeah. So we get there, and there's like they have a dance floor, like they have a dance party going on for grad night. Videopolis. Yeah. <laughs> and it, well, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Kind of like that. And there's a live DJ there. He's playing "Fly" by Sugar Ray. Nice. Yes. Nice. Uh, yeah. When we like, I what by the time I, I really considered that era my like actual first. Yeah, because and I was a teenager by then, so you know I was in like I, it was like freshman in high school then, so it was you know 
I didn't. I, there was no chance for me to be. I just it's sufferable in the sense of it, how teens can be insufferable. But I wasn't. Yeah. Really that, I wasn't really that kind of teen. So like me and my parents have always gotten along, and it wasn't really much of a issue. There was never any issue. You know, yeah. at Disneyland, you know, it's exciting. Uh, what? First, I mean, yeah, I didn't really go on roller coasters as a kid. So like, Space Mountain being something that I rode was like I wouldn't even go on like the roller coaster that was like at the county fair because I was afraid of them. But so, <laughs> but, it, it was a good cause. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, I I, I very distinctly remember that grad night getting on Big Thunder Mountain, and the dude in front of me had a joint, rolled joint behind his ear, and decided to light up on the ride. Nice. So nice. everybody was just getting. Getting a contact high. Getting a contact high at Disneyland. That's a, yeah. One year, me and my mom went to... Uh, my One of my mom's favorite rides at Disneyland is Peter Pan's Flight. Mm-hmm. Um, so we uh, we got to uh, the exit of Peter Pan's Flight because she um, has gets like the medical pass so you can right. get in because she's got some stuff. And um, so we're just sitting at the exit waiting to go on and like this guy leaves and we both look at each other like... Whew, boy, that guy, uh, that guy's having a good time, uh, cause he just reeked of pot. You just smell the smell of pot and then the ride shuts down, uh, and they're yep. kicking everyone out, uh, so, it's because that guy was hot boxing Peter Pan's flight, basically. Yeah, hey, hey it's magic pixie dust. Yeah, uh, it, it's just, I don't know, it's one of those stories that me and my mom love to tell yeah. because it's just the silliest thing. Like, we didn't get to ride Peter Pan's flight because somebody got super high <laughs> in the entire ride and they had to kick everyone out and shut down the ride. I, I've told you how uh, my youngest son almost got us kicked out of Disneyland for constantly stepping on Donald's foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the attendant's like, son, quick. That's like, uh, special needs lady. And he just like, oh, it's a foot. It's a, it's a duck foot. I'm going to step on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor Donald. He's yeah. out there. He's, just trying to make the best of a day of a hot day he's in doing, California. He's, he's, doing he's doing his bit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will say though, like you know, they they do a really good job because uh, we went to town of uh, town hall. It's like, hey, our kids are both on the spectrum. What can we do? And they said, well, just let us know. You know, if if they if everything was cool until I foolishly took them on the Roger Rabbit ride. <laughs> oh no, that's uh that is uh audio-visual experience for... Yeah. Because yeah. my thinking was, oh, Toontown's safe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a bad call, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'd never been on that ride before, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, for people that don't know, Roger Rabbit's spin is very much a live-action cartoon with spinning taxi cabs like the teacups. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and a lot of banging and there's uh, it's one of those things where it's like when we get to it, we get to it. But we could talk about some of this stuff now. Like um, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin has this very interesting history where you know, not a lot of death has happened at Disneyland, but some has. Some of it, some of it, incredibly tragic. Some of it is just a bunch of idiots being idiots. A lot of the rides that cause deaths really aren't there any. Like you know, the, the People Mover killed a lot mm-hmm. of people uh, because it was a bunch of drunk high schoolers trying to leap from car to car during grad night or whatever. Um, Roger Rabbit, a, a young a young child, died on Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin because he got out of the car and onto the track, and the cars are always moving, um, just like uh, the Haunted Mansion and stuff. Right. Um, so 
Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin goes down a lot because if anything touches the floor, it shuts the ride down by default because of that. So that's why there's a lot of downtime on Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin and why it's got such long wait times for the most part. Yeah. One, because it's one of the only, there's like two rides in Toontown. Um, and that's the, that's the only good one. Uh, and second is because there's a lot of downtime because it has a very sensitive security uh, safety measure uh, to make sure that that situation doesn't happen again. So basically, if your hat flies off... Yeah, if your hat flies off and hits the ground, it's going to shut the ride down. If, yeah. you know, if you have your, you know, something in your hand and then you just drop it by accident, like you got your, you're not keeping your hands and feet inside the car at all times, uh, <laughs> uh, you're going to cause a, a shutdown. So, yeah. And everyone will hate you. Yeah, and everyone will hate you because they just waited uh, 65 minutes to ride this. It's a good ride, but it's not, you know, it's not that worth it. My, 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 my view of the ride's a bit tainted now. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only other ride over there is Gadget's Go Coaster. And I think we were talking about it when we were there, and I'm like, I don't know what that roller coaster means to, like, modern youth, because, like, that roller coaster came out when... Uh, Disney Afternoon was still sort of a thing. Yeah. And so, like, Chippendale Rescue Rangers was still very popular. Like, who's Gadget? Yeah, but now there's, like, if it weren't for the fact that they're bringing back the Rescue Rangers. Um, they're yeah. sneaking into the new DuckTales cartoon, I believe. Yeah. And it's on Disney Plus, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. So. But yeah, it's. It, um, Toontown needs help. A yeah. Lot of help. Uh, it used to have a trolley that kind of just kind of circled around Toontown, and it was kind of like a cartoon trolley, so it was like wobbly and stuff, and they got rid yeah. of that completely. Um, it needs a fresh coat of paint, starting to look a little drab. Uh, it's the one place you go if you want to meet characters. That's sort of its point at these at this point in time. Um, they are adding a new ride there finally, so there is a new ride coming to Toontown, and it's the uh, Runaway Railway. That okay. just recently opened in uh, the motion to pick the movie studios section of uh, Florida. Of uh, so the old runaway train thing. Yeah, Mickey's Runaway Railroad. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah, is so, it based off that one short with him and Minnie? Nah, nah, not really. Not really. Okay. Similar. I, I mean, it's I clearly clear inspiration, but not really based off of it. Um, and it's a trackless system, which is really cool. Uh, it's a new, kind of a, that, uh, the uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance is a trackless ride too, so uh, you, there's no track that you can visibly see on there. So clearly, like, so it can kind of have more free range of motion and mm-hmm. stuff while it's in the while it's in the ride. Because I'm, I don't know exactly. I've never looked it up, but I'm going to assume the answer is magnets in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> uh, the answer is magnet. It seems to be running on some form of electricity. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that, but that's a long ways away. Um, Disneyland is sort of like, if it wasn't for the Star Wars situation, like Disneyland itself has sort of fallen into like a stagnant state. Um, so the Star Wars stuff was cool that they brought in some new stuff, but tomorrow. Do you think they need more property? I, I don't know if that's the answer. I think they just need to expect, like, retool some stuff, man. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow, Tomorrowland in particular, like, if you just were, did some stuff over at Tomorrowland, 
I think you could, there's so much room for improvement over there at this point. A lot of empty space or like you go to Tomorrowland and like the Magic Eye Theater, which is the theater you would go into to see Captain EO or Honey I right. Shrunk the Audience, is now just like a Pixar short film fest, or it's like playing trailers for upcoming Pixar movies or whatever. So it's like it's just like this wasted space where they, you know, you could just keep Captain EO going or bring back Honey I Shrunk the Audience, but and maybe they will when that new series pops up that shrunk um, bring back videopolis yeah bring back video uh, seriously i mean yeah, i would i mean like if, if they brought it back like it said hey it's gonna be 80 scenes yeah and we're gonna do it for like, like a month i would totally go to that like launch bay the star wars launch bay which at the point when you went looked for the tony's uh hall of arms yeah that's a huge chunk of property that's just sort of going wasted for an oversized gift shop um, yeah, because it's, it's it, it it works as two things. It's where you can go and buy Star Wars stuff in Disneyland, which you can still do with the exit of Star Tours, and it's a or meet and greet. Literally anywhere other shop. <laughs> yeah, or it's a meet and greet for Star Wars characters. And I get not wanting to do the meet and greet aspect at um, Galaxy's Edge because mm-hmm. it takes place in a specific time, and having Darth Vader there would it make any sense, or Boba Fett, or whatever. But at the and they don't really do meet and greets in Galaxy's Edge right now. They just have the characters sort of existing in the universe. So you're just walking around and there's Rey, or you're walking around and there's Kylo, and they never really cross paths. It just depends on where you are in the park. But it's not like oh, Rey's gonna be here at six thirty if you want your photo taken with her. Come and you know come see her or something. It doesn't work that way there. Um, but it should I, at some point this that they're gonna have to change. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a mistake, like, knowing what we know now and how the, you know, the Disney trilogy was received overall, like, I love all three of those movies. I love every Star Wars movie. Right. Um, But there was such a toxic relationship with those movies that people have and the sort of, and especially the last one that came out, like, the people that you had won over as fans sort of turned against it and stuff and to set the movie in sort of that time frame or set the land in sort of that time frame will probably do more harm than good in the longevity of Star Wars. Like, if it was set on Tatooine, at least then it would have been like, timeless. But I don't think it's going to be timeless set in the era that it's set in now. In 15 years, I don't think it's going to stand. It'll it'll revert back to the Lucas... They will will figure out a way. I mean, which will be weird because they're going to have to... They're either going to have to loosen up what the definition of this... uh, What's going on there uh, and just treat it as Star Wars-themed land because, like, you know, Rise of the Empire is an expensive, elaborate ride that you will have to change a lot of it to sort of fit... Well, not really that much, but enough to sort of have to change, uh, like, oh, this, you know, you're on Tatooine, but Darth Vader's over here, but now you're in the middle of the Resistance, and there's Kylo Ren, and it'll be weird, and, you know, Smuggler's Run can take place any time. It's any stinking time. I, I know, I, I get it, but at the same time, you have, like, you know, like you have other characters, like, oh, look, there's Mickey, and also, like, Mary Poppins, yeah. within, like, yeah. what? Like, it, it's fine, just, yeah. like, have them all in there. People, 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 I think, like, I think that's just sort of 
the the sort of hint as to like what some of these people in charge think of when like when when Walt was talking about sort of the show as opposed to like that's their interpretation of it and it's wrong. Right. <laughs> but like at least they committed to it, but I don't it's gonna hurt it in the long run, I think. So I want them to put a Sarlacc fed in there. <laughs> they actually have a big model of a Sarlacc in one of the shops where it shows you like it's like this glass cutout, so it shows you the body of the Sarlacc mm-hmm. and the top layer. It's like a terrarium for a Sarlacc. It's really neat. Because I've never really seen a sarlacc, what like its body looks like. So, never really, never really look, went out of my way to look that up. But canonically, now I know what the sarlacc looks like. Yeah. There used to be an arcade over Tomorrowland too, right? It wasn't in Videopolis, but it was. There, there was the Starcade. The Starcade was over there at sort of like, kind of connected to the gift shop at the exit of Star Tours. It's yeah. Like that area. Uh, it was still up and running when Wreck-It Ralph came out, but they just sort of like stripped it down and just made it like Wreck-It Ralph arcade cabinets and a couple of other random 80s ones and stuff. But I think that should come back. I think it should too. It's kind of, again, it's another one of those like wasted uh, space at yeah. Disney. Uh, there's a lot of, Tomorrowland in particular has a lot of wasted space. The, the, like, as we were saying, that Star Wars Launch Bay, it used to be Innovations. Um, yes. And like the, it was like the Carousel of Progress mm-hmm. and things like that. It's this thing that exists over there that's been a million things, and now it's kind of nothing. It's just it's like a, a big shopping. auditorium almost. That just yeah. nothing. it's like two floors, and you can and you only have access to one. And it's kind of like it's it's an ideal spot for something, anything. But right, you know, um, so you got that. Like the restaurants isn't like. It's because it's because it's a pizza place that it's so busy, popular. But like that could be that needs to be rebranded entirely at some point. Here's here, here's what I uh, by the way that, that pizza place that pizza is gross. It's terrible. It's terrible. It is gross pizza. It's, it's bad. It's the Buzz Lightyear pizza place, is it? Or something like that? I forget what it's called now. It's think it used to be like Pizza Port. It might still be Pizza, pizza Planet. Pizza, but I don't think I was thinking because I was like, is it the yeah, because what was it in Toy Story? It was Pizza Planet. It was Pizza Planet. I think yeah. it started off as Pizza Planet, but I think they changed it at some point to Pizza Port or something. So, but it's, it's, I think it still has that branding. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that pizza is not good. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, you um, know what is good? Which I hadn't had one in years. Uh, and you told me about how you can just order Dole Whips ahead of time on the yeah. app. The Dole Whip in Adventureland is, it's it's by the way, it's Red Rocket's Pizza Port. Oh, okay. So it is Pizza Port. But it um, was Pizza Point at some point, right? At some point, I feel like it was. That feels right to me. Um, boy, looking at this, it certainly doesn't look like it. Uh, <laughs> we just all remember it as Pizza Planet, but. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember like, the, the little green aliens being in there, some in the decor somewhere. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it is Pizza Planet now. It was Red Rocket's Pizza Port. It reopened in eight, 2018 as Pizza Planet because they did a Pixar thing. And so yeah. it was Pizza Planet. Yeah. Was like, I think it was Pizza Planet yeah. when we were there. Yeah. Well, it was but it was under uh, the uh, vision barriers yeah. uh, working on it when we were there. So it wasn't really – it was probably Pizza Planet, but there was no, like, visual cues. because Right, it was, right. 
the barriers up in front of it because they were working on it. Do you think since okay, so they have that vacancy space. Now that they bought more 20th Century Fox, that they bought 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Could they incorporate some of those properties in there? I don't think they would. Would you like a Nostromo that you could walk through? <laughs> Obviously the answer to that is yes. Yes. But I don't see them doing anything else. I I, I it would be nice, but would that be an Orlando thing, maybe? Yeah, because uh, uh, where the Mickey's Runaway Railroad, a railway or whatever it is at Florida is, it used to be the Great Movie Ride, and it actually mm-hmm. had alien stuff in that ride before they ever bought Fox. Mm. And uh, there was going to be the um, the early stages of um, like the oh, extraterrestrial experience or whatever it was at mm. uh, Tomorrowland in Florida its initial concept was going to be uh, Xenomorph. Right. Like, it was going to be it was Xenomorph attacking you, and obviously it changed because, you know, it's licensing and stuff, and it's just made more sense to make up your own alien. Here, here's what I want. Let's say, if not the Nostromo, you take this thing. So, what else did 20th Century Fox make? Home Alone. You make it the McAllister residence. <laughs> in Tomorrowland or somewhere else? Where somewhere else. I don't care. Put it in California Adventure in the weird Hollywood studios. Yeah, you put it behind that California Adventure paywall. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just a big fun house of booby traps that you're going through. Yes. <laughs> it's all it's all foam rubber and stuff, but you're getting hit with paint cans. Yeah, you're trying to murder the wet bandits. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, or have it be like uh, the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters or... The uh, Toy Story Midway Mania, where it's like you're just in a car and you've just like you're playing a video game where you're messing with the wet bandits in yes. the McAllister house yes. or the uncle's house and goes to New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get on it, Disney. I mean, there's a persistent rumor of them bringing the Tron ride that's being built in Florida and exists in Shanghai. I think mm-hmm. to uh, Disneyland. Is it just a light cycle? It's it's a it's a high speed light cycle roller coaster. Mm. You sit down on it just like the Tron Legacy light cycles, and you know you're actually like on a roller coaster on your belly kind of thing, and kind of zipping through. Can you can, can you buy discs? <laughs> I would assume so. If Ch- they open that ride, they will sell discs almost 100. percent If they open that ride, you will buy whatever Tron merch they sell. Oh, you kidding me? When that when Tron Legacy came out, they released all of the identity discs from that movie, and I still have all three of those. I have the blue one, I have the red one, and I have the very rare Jeff Bridges white one. So <sighs> now, if they have a costumed, if they, I was gonna say I have a costumed Jeff Bridges walking around, but they just have real Jeff Bridges. Why not? What's <laughs> happening? Uh, when you said costume, I really thought that one dude. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Tron outfit and yeah. uh, Tron guy, earliest, yeah, earliest internet meme. Tron yes. guy. Yeah, it was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Why is this Ill. so hot there? Ill-fitting. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite land at Disneyland? Um, I think it is probably it's Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Just because, like. Just kind of like Star Tours, and I like Space Mountain. Yeah. Woo. Uh, Woo. Uh, I always like uh, when they do the Ric Flair does the Space Mountain, and it's like oldest ride, longest line. I'm like, well, that's patently not true, but okay. It's yeah. not the oldest ride there. It's, this, but it, it, it's the size of a line. 
Yeah, still a sizable line, so he's got that yeah. part right. Um, but but uh, I, I mean, I do like. I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's tough to say, given my how I feel, because I also have a soft spot for pirates in the haunted mansion. So uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I think one of my favorites is well, my favorite is I love Main Street USA. I absolutely yeah. just love. Main yeah, Street USA. yeah, yeah. That's probably my favorite part of the park. Um, but yeah, New Orleans Square. Uh, it's got a great aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And it's got my favorite rides there. So yeah, I can't. I have to give New Orleans Square the the, the nod. Really, do you like the Indiana Jones ride? So, eh. yeah, the Indiana Jones ride is so good. It's it's funny because it's like so much of that ride is like broken, but it still does. But it didn't affect it in any way, shape, or form. No, (laughs) it makes it feel like it's part of it. Yeah. Did you ever ride it when the um, opening of that ride, the you know when you first start off, was working? Because it used to be, it used to be like a, a tray that would spin. But also the room moved. No, you know, and it's like it, it like slid and stuff. Um, obviously, that's chaotic, and that part broke really early. But it used to be like randomized. Like it would like the room would shift. So it wasn't it wasn't so much like a platform that moved. It was the room that moved. Oh so, no! So you know how you always go through the center door. Those three right. doors used to be work functional. The room would move to put you through the right door. So like each one was its own special thing. Like that is you know, eternal youth, that's the future, that's gold, and the room would rotate as you're entering it, so it would put you through the right room, but that broke long ago, uh, so now you just keep going through the center door, because... Uh, Did it always have Sala, the little video of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. John Reese davies telling you yeah. about, like, you I, might die here. I remember looking it up recently, because... Uh, they didn't get Indiana Jones. They didn't get Harrison Ford to reprise the role for various reasons. Um, and I feel like enough time has passed to where you could just get cranky old Harrison Ford now yeah. to come in and record the lines for it. But <laughs> yeah. like, uh, the guy doesn't do a particularly good Indiana Jones impersonation. No, it's a, well, I like every time I've seen like those stage shows, Indiana Jones stage shows, like yeah. in Orlando. Yeah. Like, could they not have gotten a guy that? Vaguely resembled in Ed Jones. Yeah, like it's been going for decades, and it's still just like the worst. Because remember in Full House, where she thought it was like Steve. Yeah, doing the thing. It's like, but they really did just cast a bunch of Steves to do that role yeah. of Ed Jones. So. I was like, hey, you're you're a stunt man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought we had finally seen that Indiana Jones stunt show, but like, yeah, yeah. But no, it, it also it, it helps that I I love the Indiana Jones films. Yeah. I think I think my my bias is is clouded by like what movies I like because I love Star Wars and I love yeah. Indiana Jones and well, I like the first two pirates. Yeah, Adventureland has this advantage where um, it's only got three like rides or like mm-hmm. like it's got like four attractions and three of them are exceptionally good. Um. Because I love the Enchanted Tiki Room, yep. absolutely love the Enchanted Tiki Room, and it has ice cream. Like you can't, can't, can't lose there. No. You get to see birds, where the birds sing words and the flowers croon, and you get Dole Whip. Fantastic. Yeah, our, our old and friend Thorough Ravenscroft is in yeah. there. And and they've recently expanded on it. So when you exit the Tiki Room, there's also the uh, like the Tahitian Terrace or whatever, and it's got even more ice cream options. Last time I was there, I got a Dole Whip, but it was Dole Whip swirled with mango uh, whip, oh. and it was fantastic. 
Um, and, you know, you have The Jungle Cruise, which is an all-time classic. Um, an upcoming movie starring The Rock. The Rock, yeah. And, you know, that's an opening day attraction, too. That is, it's one yep. of the best that they have there. Uh, you have Indiana Jones, which is just a spectacular ride from start to finish. You have the Tarzan Treehouse, which is the one bleak spot on the uh, roster for various reasons. A, it's exercise, and I'm already doing enough exercise here. <laughs> uh, B, it has Phil Collins music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. At least one. I would much prefer having it just still be the Swiss Family Treehouse. It still is the Swiss Family Treehouse in Florida. So. Uh. On that or, note, or or as a particular favorite podcast of mine calls it, uh, "Window to the Magic," uh, the Swiss Family Stairmaster. <laughs> uh, on, on that note, uh, what ride do you miss the most, or what attraction or ride do you miss the most? Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah, I miss I'm, Country Bears. I, I, I want to go with Twenty Thousand Leagues. The the original, like the original submarine voyage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the original submarine voyage is great. I do love that one, but yeah, Country Bears was just love that, love Country Bears so much. Yeah, uh, I can't really think of anything else that's sort of gone that I would, you know, other than like those two things in particular. Like, yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Really. Or that's changed that you didn't, because I know, because at at some point, like in my case, Twenty Thousand Leagues became the Nemo ride. Yeah, that sucks. And it was. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, that ride's better in Florida because it like it's not submarine based, it's just sort of ride car based, and the end of it um, takes place in an underground aquarium. So there's real fish swimming around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the exit it exits into an aquarium, which, as I've established early on in this particular episode, that I love aquariums. So that was very exciting for me because I did not know that. And when I get off that ride, I'm like, well, that was just a submarine voyage, just kind of you know, covered up differently and then you get out and it's like <gasps> aquarium. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think I've told you this before, but you, I've never been on uh, the teacups. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been on the teacups in a significant amount of time. Um, mostly because I, I tend to either travel alone or with one other person, one of my parents. Yeah. Um, it's been at least 13 years since we've done a, a three person trip because I don't mm-hmm. know less than more than less than that probably ten years like because the dogs that we have now you know we don't want to put them on a plane and we really don't want to drive to Florida but we did a few times with these dogs right so whenever there was a last time I would have rode the teacups was when I was down there and there was an earthquake so oh fine so I remember that um, uh, yeah I don't I I, I I don't know how much more respond to it and it's just like and I'm like again a grown man, like wee the teacups. Yeah, it's only really fun with another person because you because you know it's like a lot of carnival rides, like the zipper or something, where you just like the goal of the ride is to just make it as hellacious as possible for the other person, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of what the teacups are like. Like the strongest one is the one that controls this ride, and I have some bad news. I'm probably going to be the strongest one in this teacup. So yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. child. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I can't think of. Let's see, everything. Because like everything that I like, with the exception of Country Bears, is like I don't like the Winnie the Pooh ride that much. Um, uh, I, yeah, that one's fine. Yeah, but you know, it replaced the Country Bears, and that bums me out. Um, Do you wish it would be the Blue Ribbon again? 
the Blue Ridge Bakery down on yeah there? yeah I would like that because I liked its location really well. It was where the Carnation Cafe is, but it was like the you know it's the it's where the indoor seating of the Carnation Cafe is. Yeah, but, to, it, but it had different food. It did have different foods. I remember the Matterhorn macaroons and like really good sandwiches and stuff like different than what they have there. And, I remember having like a like just the best Mickey cookie there. Ah, the chocolate chip cookies they make at Disneyland are actually still very good. Yes, and they are. The, the, um, the bakery at the end of Main Street is still makes them, and they're still great. Just like the cinnamon rolls are different now than they used to be. They're not as good as they used to be, but they're still great cinnamon rolls. Um, ice cream's okay. I think it's just dryer's ice cream. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's. Yeah, but they put a fresh cookie in a lot of them. It was like, hey, here's a fresh bed cookie inside the ice cream. Like, yeah. Yep. But like, if I'm, but at the same time, like, especially now with like the mobile ordering and stuff, um, if I'm gonna get ice cream, why not just get a Dole Whip at this point now? Right. They used to be like both of those have like both ice cream places, the Dole place and the Carnation, uh, not Carnation. I forget what it is. The... I don't. Yeah. I think it's yeah. ice cream parlor or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, like. They both have huge lines because everyone loves ice cream. Yeah. Uh, and again, you go to Disneyland to eat. Yeah. And, uh, well, uh, it, it, you, if you ask my parents, the coffee was better before Starbucks came in and ruined everything. Well, it's like the Blue Room Bakery it. made like great mochas and stuff. So I, 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 I will tell you though, uh, as, uh, somebody who wore the Starbucks, yeah, coffee not that great. <laughs> Just a regular coffee. Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. And also, if you're going to go to Starbucks Coffee, just go to downtown Disney. In the lines, it's it's actually a, a black apron Starbucks. Yeah. So if you want your fancy coffee there, <laughs> that's that's where you would go. And it, I kind of like downtown Disney. It's there's not a ton to do. Yeah. But it has not one appeal for me. Lego store. The Lego store. The Lego store. Yes. yes. That, that's a good Lego store. That's a good Lego store. Um, it used to have a movie theater that mm-hmm. bums me out that it's not there anymore. They closed it because Disney tried, was going to put hotel in there, and then the city of Anaheim got angry at them, and they shut down that whole process. So then a bunch of this stuff closed at the Disneyland hotel side of um, uh, downtown, Disney. downtown Disney, and now it's just sort of like uh, the Earl of Sandwich reopened. So, right. But that's the... Yeah, uh, ESPN zone. Oh my god! Uh, the worst, the worst French dip I've ever had in my entire life. I think I got. French, How do you mess up a French dip? I think I got French fries at the ESPN zone, and it was just they're like soggy and gross. And I'm like, why would anyone ever come here? Like, it's just it's a better. It's an okay arcade. It's not even a great yeah. arcade. I'm like, but uh, the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Uh, the one of the worst restaurant going experiences of my life. Some say that gorilla is still screaming. So, oh god, just like, oh yeah, and I, that theater. I've, I'm trying to think of what movies I saw at that theater. I saw X Men Two. Mm-hmm. I saw that X Files movie. That second X Files movie. The the bad one. The bad one. The, I want to believe. Is that what it was? Or right. is that what they? Oh, Fight the Future was what they rebranded the original Yeah, Fight the Future was the first one, which is a good movie. I saw uh, The Dark Knight there Mm. as well. 
I saw those the same day. I saw fight the uh, X Files and the Dark Knight the same day. Is Hardwatch still open? Uh, no, it's now a it's now Splitsville. It is a bowling alley slash restaurant with a uh, ice cream parlor attached to the end. I think I, it's one of those. I think the ice cream parlor that's attached to it is the one that The Rock invested in that Salt and Spoon or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So. Well, now I know there's a now that I know it's a bowling alley. I'm gonna check that out next time I go. Bowling alley, yeah. I'm a big. I'm a, it, it moved. It, it's like it's it like, I think it might have moved to the block or something like yeah. the block of orange that's just down the road a bit, or something. It moved that uh, heart that. Uh, oh, it was the uh, the Blues Kitchen. That's yes. It. Yeah. 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 The Dan Aykroyd restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And he's just gonna sit here. House of Blues. There we go. House of Blues. Yes. That's what it was. Dan Acker's going to show up to your table and tell you about his paranormal experience he had when he was 13. It just... Yeah, there was... Boy, there was a hard... What, was, was there a hard rock cafe there? You know what? I might be thinking of... Uh, Universal Walk. Yeah. City Walk, which has the... It's, it's hard rock and the, the Bubba Gumps. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's yeah. pretty decent Carmack shop, actually. Which I, I've been to the Block of Orange one time, and I always intend to go back mm-hmm. when I do a trip, but then I just get so focused on the resort that I never yeah. go back. So that's on me. Uh, <laughs> I, so I remember being a bookshop in downtown Disney, too. There was. There was a really good. It was called uh, Compass. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got several books from there, a lot of Disney books and some comic books. I got right. some co- good graphic novels from there in the past. I think that's the store world where the Disney themed kitchen collection is. Kitchen uh, accessory thing is. Uh, no, Compass is. I think right now it's like a what used to be the bookstore. Now is like a Disney Vacation Club Center or something because mm. it's next to the theater. Okay. I think the kitchen one. There used to be a like Hollywood like memorabilia shop or something. Right, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. There used to be a Build-A-Bear and uh, stuff like that down there, and it's not there anymore. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, there's, that big, there's that big VR thing that's down there now. Yeah, well, when you and I were there, oh yeah, we thought, like, hey, you want to try the sweaty headset that... And, and be in Star Wars? I'm like, nah, not really. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, we, you, we wiped have, it down with a moist towelette. Yeah, it's 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 like at least twenty percent alcohol. It should be fine. Yeah, it's it's okay. Uh, but no, it's, things we're we're gonna go buy a Wessel Pressel. Yeah, that's if you want if you want my if you want my God's honest truth, uh, my favorite food to eat while I'm at Disneyland is just to go to the Wessel's Pretzels. <laughs> that's where we went. Remember, we were absolutely. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Good, it's a good pretzel. Uh, have you ever stayed at any of the Disneyland hotels? No. No, it was. It's it's on the to do list. I've stayed at all three. Um, obviously the Grand Californian is sort of like the. It's. I don't say I don't think it's the better hotel. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's got more conveniences to it. I mean, it dumps you directly into the park. Um, there's there's a back entrance that dumps you into the. it right just in front of the Grizzly River Run. Um, Did you pay and, for the character theme breakfast? Um, uh, once, yes. 
And, and keep in mind that I was a teenager, basically, through most of my experiences going <laughs> to Disneyland. So to be, especially if it's like a family thing, it's like, yes, my parents are 40 and I am uh, 17 years old and we would like to have the uh, Goofy's Kitchen experience, please. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> please and thank you. Please and thank you. Uh, Disneyland Hotel is a great hotel. Um, I haven't been there since sort of the, haven't been inside sort of since the re- remodeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just remember it's, it's just a nice hotel with a lot of amenities. Uh, when I, when we originally stayed there, it was back when they still had the little uh, remote controlled boats that you could drive around. Hmm. It had the koi pond and like the really cool waterfalls that used to be outside of one of the towers that you could walk behind and around. And um, it was very nice. And they used to have a uh, late night like music show like on the back wall where it was mm-hmm. like sort of like their own like I forget what it's called now, but it was like World of Color okay. uh, kind of thing. But it was just like they just played music and this little wall had little panels on it and they would just make just shine lights on them and make it sort of dance and sync and stuff. It was really cool. Um, it's a little more toned down these days, but it has really cool pool area with like the monorail slide and like, there's like the tiki bar and stuff like that. So, um, the paradise pier hotel is just a really nice hotel. Um, it's the cheapest of the three, I think Mm -hmm. still, but, um, I remember going there and remembering it being the friendliest of the three. I don't know. I just remember like, yeah, yeah, man, they're just, they're just really on the ball. Like, at all times there, so yeah, yeah it's I no I, I we I've always gone to Disneyland on a budget or most mm-hmm. mostly and so like, we're staying at the Tropicana across the street. Uh, I tend if I'm going alone, which I am want to do, just have like you know spur of the moment trips and go alone. I'll just stay at like you know a DoubleTree or mm-hmm. you know you know uh, Best Western or something like that. Usually with an amenity nearby and uh, quick. It's like either walking distance or you know take the art or whatever. Right. Uh, uh, if I go with my mom, I have she's uh, you need to stay at a more higher end thing. So it's usually like the Marriott or the Hilton with her. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's that that, that Tropicana is right next to the worst Denny's I've ever been to, and of course, right there is good old Captain, Captain Cook. Kid. Yeah, Captain Kid. Captain Kid. Which yeah. I've never eaten that, but I've just heard stories. I, I one of the first trips I ever took down there. I remember the like tram guy saying like, "Hey, don't just don't don't eat there." Period. Uh, <laughs> the guy in yeah. art, or the or the big design tram. Guy? Uh, before it was pre-art, so it oh. really was like at the time it was just like actual like trolleys that kind right. of, like zipped around the Anaheim resort area. It's like, he just told me everybody in the trade or just you guys. No, pretty much everyone is like, yeah, pretty much like over there. It's like, I don't know, across the street is the, uh, captain kids. Just don't, don't eat there. <laughs> the reviews for that place are just something. So if you ever have the opportunity, go to Yelp and look up captain kids buffet in yeah. Anaheim. Oh man. Uh, yeah. The hotel that I stayed at, and I can't remember which one it was, but was next to the other Denny's down there, and it's an exponentially better Denny's than the one that's okay. next to the Tropicana. Uh, I like. I last time I was down there, I stayed at the hotel that was next to uh, a Shakey's Pizza, and I love Shakey's Pizza was the pizza joint of choice as a child. 
Mm -hmm. So to be able to go to Disneyland and every once in a while still be able to go to a Shakey's, it's, it's cool for me. Yes, and to uh, take in the abject poverty across the street from Disneyland. <laughs> that That is the only part of it that kind of, you're like, man. Yeah, this was so... Well, it's, it's, it's funny because, like, when that, you know, when, when Disneyland went in there... It was, you know, still just farmlands, you know. Disneyland just built itself on top of, just bought a bunch of property grove. from orange groves and stuff. Yeah. And, and and it's funny because, like, it by by expanding that way and making other people come in, like, it brought the poverty to Anaheim as opposed to, like, you know, like the Walmart situation or something where it's like it sort of, sort of creates the poverty like it mm -hmm. created poverty in a completely different way than right. most places do because it made a lot of people move there but made it too expensive for people to want to, to be able to exist there right and it just sort of like so it's like there's a very defined line down there and it's just it's depressing and like yeah like you can hardly blame disney for it but at the same time you have to blame disney for it because i mean they exist there yeah it's this massive franchise and there's kind of nothing you could do about that um, right too many people throughout the years tried to, you know, hitch their pony to Disneyland and try to make their a buck off of being in that area, and just yeah, it's never, not never worked. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like like you know, hotels. You know, like like Disneyland in that sort of the sort of outlining area of Disneyland has sort of been the same for so long. Like, yeah. It's funny to think Orange about Orange County in general. Yeah. yeah. Like but like yeah, that sort of like ball road area of Disneyland mm -hmm. has gone unchanged. Like all the change that's happened inside the park, it's sort of a time capsule outside cuz pretty much all very few hotels have changed down there. Um very few rest like businesses like they've just changed from like ownership or whatever. They yep. really haven't changed what they're doing. It's just very interesting down there what like you would think that the Anaheim area would just like have <laughs> been able to take advantage of Disneyland being there, but the only people that have are hotels, really. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've stayed uh, not. It, it was a trip a little while ago, but like we went to because you know I'm an Anaheim Ducks fan, so we yeah. stayed. We're, we're okay. We're gonna do. We're gonna go see a Ducks game. We're going to Disneyland, so we straight across, sit across at the, uh, from the Honda Center. And dude, on that stretch of road, it's just hotels, and that's not any, that's not even close to Disneyland. Just, yeah. but it's Disneyland adjacent. Yeah, it, it's so funny when you're trying to just find like I want to find the cheapest hotel to stay at. Just I just want to have a trip and whatever like the cheapest one, and then try to decipher what they're trying to say sometimes, uh, because being two blocks from Disneyland doesn't necessarily mean you're two blocks away from getting into Disneyland. No. Uh, because it's maybe two blocks to Disneyland, but that could be, you know, five miles from the main entrance. Right. You know, there is, there's only a couple of entrances to get into those theme parks. And really only one, if you really break it down. Like, it's really hard to get into. So if you're on the backside of Disneyland, it's a significant amount of time until you're at the main entrance of that park. Yeah. So, like, you have to really learn the language of, uh, you have to look for, like, the words main gate and stuff right. when, when you're like, those trips. I that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, even though, you know, like, the cost of living was kind of difficult down there, I, I gotta say, man, dude, everybody who works in that park 
just brings her again. Yeah. Uh, it's, and, and it's funny because we know, we know that they're not the best when it comes to treating the employees and giving them what they deserve. Right. Um, but they also have the advantage of being like, you know, having a very cult of personality kind of thing. Like the people that are there want to be there for the most yep. part, especially if they're on stage, as you would say, you right. know, the people that are, you know, the guest facing, yeah. um, tend to really, and you know, like you have a bunch of old people working the ticket booths, which is nice. Yeah. You know? and, and yeah, even like, uh, there's a, uh, there's a podcast and a nice audiobook called cleaning the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Which I recommend, which comes from the, uh, which is a bunch of stories told from a retired senior um, sanitation professional, you know, a janitor, you know, at yeah. Disneyland. And it's, it's very fascinating to hear, like, a lot of that stuff. Like, even them, even the janitors, like, have made a way of making it sort of enjoyable. Um, and for something that's not really an enjoyable job, so... It's a, yeah, it's, it's a club. It's a club, and all of these like you know, and there's cliques and stuff inside of there. And stuff. Sure, and, and you know, you have to, you know, it's probably a rare, inst- you know, it's a lot of high schoolers' first jobs down there. Sure, so. yeah, yeah, but it's like but, it's cool to say, hey, I worked at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, like and especially if you're a local, you know, being a being an employee of Disneyland really gets you like, hey, we could just, I've got some guest passes, we can come in. And have some lunch together, and yeah. like you know, it, it's a good you know. If you're a season pass holder living in Southern California, it's where you got to eat. It's yeah. you know, it's because you know, I, I why not? I can go there. It's not, it's not gonna cost me anything to get to the gate. It's gonna be a little more expensive than usual for you know a typical dinner, but still, it's, it's a, you're gonna have a good meal. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you're a cast member, yeah, you get it your discount. So, right. Uh, yeah, it's it. I've always been kind of like, man, these people are like. Because it's got to be tough, but they, you know, they do their best. So they do their best, and, and you know, it's it's difficult because like you're dealing with a lot of like finicky people and a lot of people that it's like it's it's 95 degrees. I'm with two six year olds. I've been standing in line without any cover. It cost me three hundred dollars to walk in the door. Yeah, this whole trip is going to cost me like ten grand. Uh, I'm. You know, and you're dealing with those people that are probably getting a little edgy. They don't. Yeah. A lot of them probably don't mean well. So you know, there's the the Karens of the world, as we sure, say, sure. that are going to cause problems. But in this case, you know, a lot of them do a really good job at just sort of like putting on a show and, and not writing uh, character. Do you know my favorite little Disneyland fact? I don't know if you told me or I just remember reading it years ago. Is that mm-hmm. Disneyland is neutral game territory? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is funny because it's not Disneyland right now is plagued uh, because well there was gang violence in like the seventies at Disneyland, mm-hmm. um, but now there's weird gang violence because there are like gangs with inside of Disneyland that are all Disney gangs and they're all land based and they do not get along anymore like. Like, there's been fights and stuff breaking down. And, like, you could go in there and you could see them. They all have, like, the biker jackets and stuff. And mm-hmm. they all have, they're, like, all attraction-based and, like, land-based and stuff. And so, like, there's weird cliques and gang warfare kind of going on inside the parks. It's not, like, particularly violent, but there have been, like, fights. And it's it's weird right now with that stuff. Um, 
that's a weird thing. Because remember that the thing you you sent me about Videopolis? That's what they were worried about. Like, oh, it's going to be. And there, it was like the clean cut one, and then you go back to like the Six Flags one, which is like the the low income kids used to go to that club. Defunct the, the, the Land did the that was I think that was the video I sent you was Defunct yeah. Land's Videopolis. They they recently remastered that video and added some more stuff to it. Okay. Uh, for the Videopolis stuff, and it still has one of the like. Uh, like one of the things like somebody was complaining it was like a newspaper article or mm-hmm. something at the time that was complaining about Videopolis and sort of its degeneracy and everything and one of the phrases was homosexual fast dancing oh my which god is one of the, it, it oh. is, that phrase that's is, apps is like it was so it's so absurd that I think he ended up making like a Videopolis parody shirt that was like the Videopolis logo and everything that yeah. said, let's go homosexual fast dancing because it's just the most absurd. Like, what does that even? Because somebody, some super uptight conservative person was like, yeah, so, some, can you yeah, believe some... these people are dancing with each other? Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Really, yeah it's and fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But it's... yeah. I, yeah, that's, that's, Boy, we're, we're going to have some fun when it comes to like breaking down some of this stuff. Yeah, thing by thing. I think I think what I, I explained to you, uh, I think I showed you a year ago at this point, um, my sort of breakdown of mm-hmm. how it's going to work. And so, just Disneyland can be really well defined in certain eras and like time frames and stuff. And so, like you know, part one, uh, which will last a few weeks or whatever, maybe. I don't really know how it's going to break down once we start getting into the talking of stuff. Sure. But. Like part, like the like the volume one of season two will be, um, you know, cut up into different parts, and it'll be from like grand opening to fifty nine. Uh, so the early years, and the reason why it goes to fifty nine is because fifty nine is what Walt considered the second grand opening. It's because it's when they expanded out. It's when like the Matterhorn went in, and a lot of like what you consider to be what Disneyland is mm-hmm. is sort of what. Um, 59 is when that really started coming to be right with like the the final vision of disneyland um sort of like what like you know it may have expanded but 59 is where disneyland sort of became what you expect it to be now your Um, idea of disneyland yeah your idea the idealization of disneyland for walt um and that'll go from 59 to his death um and then you're going to have sort of like his post-death stuff where people are scrambling around and like and and it's a weird era and I can't decide if I want to have it to do that because not a lot happened during that time frame, but a lot mm-hmm. happened during the Eisner era. So I feel like I'm either going to do death through Eisner or death to Eisner. Um, oh no. Yeah. So death to Eisner. Yeah. It's probably going to be from Walt's death to Michael Eisner right. and then from Eisner to Iger. Um, like Iger to present, whatever that and, may and be. And they just, the park's just got a new, uh, yeah. 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 yeah the, and that, uh, Jason, um, he was sort of like in charge of Disneyland up until very recently. Yeah. And nobody has a bad thing to say about him. People actually, like, in terms of people in charge at Disney, like, he's one of the ones that people actually sort of like, like and trust. Like, mm-hmm. if he's going to be overseeing the theme parks as a whole, people have confidence in that, as opposed to, you know, Iger or some of the other people in charge and stuff. So we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for that. Uh, it, once they reopen. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? 
as of recording of this, uh, Disney World is set to reopen very, very soon. Um, with some restrictions. Not Disney World, Universal. Um, with some restrictions, and it's probably going to be the, you know, launch for other theme parks to start opening. Sure. I feel I, like I, Disneyland will probably be the last to open because I think sure. California is going to be much more stickler for the for what what they're going to. Florida, Disney, and Universal will give them what we're going to do, and they're just going to say, all right. Well, then, yes, without getting too much too far into politics, yeah. uh, yes, there is going to be a vast difference between how Florida does it and how our state does it. Yeah, how California handles it. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, I think Disneyland has a higher has a steeper mountain to climb than Disney World does. Um, but uh, I, I suspect it'll still be this year. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to say fall. Yeah, I was thinking fallish. Christmas season. Yeah. Um, uh, so, that's, and that's usually when Disney's... Like, the summer and Christmas are when they're at their busiest. So. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it just the hesitation to be... The mayor from Jaws. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I, I I always tend to go during to Disney during the fall, which is why mm-hmm. I went in February this year, because I kind of wanted to miss the Christmas season because I always see the Christmas season and I love the Christmas season at Disneyland. It's gorgeous uh, with the, the decorations and the sort of the theming and stuff. But mm-hmm. I also get really tired of seeing uh, Nightmare Before Christmas on Mansion as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like it, but I just want to see the normal Haunted Mansion, man. And last time I took the trip, the Haunted Mansion wasn't even open. So, yeah. Last time before Christmas. Take or leave it. Yeah. Take uh, or leave But, yeah, I like it. I like Disneyland during Christmas. Uh, you know, Disney World doesn't do that because it doesn't do, like, the Haunted Mansion stuff, I, I heard, because it's more of a tourist spot than Disneyland. Disneyland hmm. is definitely a tourist spot, but they cater towards annual pass holders a lot right and it helps keep annual pass holders engaged when you change things up and make things annual and Mm -hmm. seasonal and stuff whereas disney world uh it's more expensive and it's more of a it's more of like we saved up all year to take this trip we saved up for five years to take this trip or whatever you want to see it as it's supposed to be and so they don't change any of the rides seasonally it needs to be evergreen i suppose yeah yeah exactly so that's apparently why things like um, It's a Small World Holiday and uh, Night, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas on a Mansion don't, and Jingle Cruise uh, don't happen at Florida. So yeah. I, I think that's reasonable. I think that's a reasonable thing. I, I, yeah. I understand that logic significantly. Because um, I don't think, I, I, I think annual pass holders in Florida is like exponentially less than California. Because <laughs> California is like where Disneyland is is like where people can live right like it's like you're not that like you know even if it's like la or something it's you know it's still not that far away from disneyland but like florida and the florida resort is so big and it sort of like exists in its own bubble that being an annual pass holder and going in there is kind of a hassle yeah it's like like, i couldn't imagine like when i was there i just was by myself i stayed at a decent hotel on property that had boats that could take me to Epcot or uh, the, I forget what they, the, oh, I always want to call them the MGM Studios, but it's not that anymore. Um, I think it's just Hollywood Studios now. You want to see a taping of WCW Worldwide? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, turns out, haven't been taping that there for decades. Huh. Um, Crazy. I, yeah. I, who would have guessed? Yeah. Um, but also, like, you know, the buses are running and stuff. But, like, having a car and, like, you just can't do anything on a whim. If you want to go to Disney Springs, it's not just like, all right, let's go to Disney Springs. It's like, you know, you're about, once you make that decision, you're about 45 minutes away from getting to Disney Springs. Right. And if you're, like, at one of the theme parks and you make the decision that you want to go to, like, something like that, it's like, okay, now I got to wait. I got to get on the bus that's going to take me to here. And from there, I'm going to go to the, or take the monorail around town or whatever. It's, it's, it's kind of a hassle. Like, you know, Disneyland has the monorail, but it only does two things. It goes to Tomorrowland and it goes to a weird spot in <laughs> downtown Disney. Right. Uh, the monorail well, used to drop you off at the Disneyland hotel. Uh, well, it, it's also difficult because, so, okay. So you have Disney world yeah. and sea world and universal Studios, yeah. all within Orlando. Yeah. Now, yes, Universal Studios and Universal is not that close to Disneyland. I would say it's actually closer than I thought. When I was down there, I went. To, I was like, "Well, I'm here. I may never come back here. I right. don't know. I'm not really enjoying myself right now because yeah. the weather is not built for me. It was like you know, it was September. It was both incredibly wet and incredibly hot and incredibly humid all at once with hurricane warnings at all times." It yeah. was not a great experience yeah. uh, emotionally, but like I liked being there. Right. Um, but I was like, this may be my one shot. I'm going to go to Universal, and like the Uber ride was only twenty bucks. Right. So it's and it wasn't that long. It was you know it was like twenty minute ride away. It's not yeah. that long. So it's 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 longer to get to Universal from Disneyland to yeah. Oh Universal. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the closest park. Cause that's, that's that's where Disneyland has the advantage. Like, yeah. I think the closest park is actually Knotts. Knotts, and it's not that far away. Knotts, you can get there if you took the. You can take the art to Knotts. Yes, you can get to get to Knotts. Yeah, and not Knotts is a different experience at Disneyland. It's a yeah. whole different experience. Yeah. Do you like the peanuts? Yes, I do. <laughs> do you want to go to Snoopy's lunch or Lucy's uh, lunch shack and have a PB and J? Yeah, yeah. You you go to. You go to Knott's. If you're going to go to Knott's to eat, you're going there because you're going to the chicken restaurant. That's <laughs> it's, it's overrated chicken. I'm sorry. It's just not that good. You're making, you're making yourself a lot of enemies. Look, man. <laughs> Look, man. I, it's fine. It's fine. I'll say that. It's fine. But, like, it's like this chicken's going to change your life. Like, eh. That's the first place I ever had a Shirley Temple. <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird factoid, but I like Shirley Temples. You know, it's just grenadine with Seven Up or whatever. You know, but but also some chicken. Yeah, but like, yeah, I ever go in there and it's like, what the hell? Like, what's hell's a Shirley Temple? I'm like, well, it's grenadine and Seven Up. I'm like, I don't know what grenadine is. <laughs> just like it's like a cherryish syrup that they're like, oh, okay, yeah, it sounds delicious. I, Give me that. I had a pretty good, uh, pretty good dessert at that restaurant, though. Nice. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. One of my favorite at Disneyland. Uh, they have those like those slushes yeah. you can get, and they one of a couple of the stands sell uh, frozen apple juice. Oh, and it's one of my it's one of my go to things: the frozen apple juice and the um, oh, I forget what they call it now, but there's a um, 
there's a slush at, in Adventureland too. Okay. That is very, very, very good. It's like a grape, orangey, citrusy slush. And I love a good slush. I like a slurpy, a icy, a slush yep. puppy. Uh, yeah. I, I, own a, I own a slush maker, so you know, yeah. I like a good slush. You, 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 you have a you have a functioning Snoopy snow cone machine. Yes, um, one of three in existence that actually work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me? Yeah. Uh, Schultz what? had one, but it's in a museum now. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I forget where the where the uh, peanuts museum is up of Northern California, I think somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um. Okay, we're just gonna end, we're gonna end it with saying right now our like number one favorite attraction at Disneyland. Okay, what, I'll let you go first. Oh, you, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Boy, uh, it's it's tough because I, I think we count in California Ridges as well. Yeah, the, the entire resort. Man, I. I a year ago, I would have said 100% Indiana Jones. I think it's World of Color now. World of Color. Beautiful. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, uh, I love, oh, World of Color is so good. Can't, can't go argue with that. Yeah. Um, mine always has been and always will be the Disneyland Railroad. Yeah. Uh, I love the railroad. It's relaxing. It's very cool. Uh, if you just want to, st- when you're tired, just yeah. get on a train and do the Grand Circle tour a couple of times, and it'll revitalize you. You'll feel yeah. better for it. And there's stuff to see. There's good views. There's the um, dioramas and stuff. There's like you know the Grand Canyon and prehistoric times, prehistoric world. Yes, um, those, oh, I love the dinosaurs in there. The dinosaurs in there are so good. Um, and it's also a great segue because. The history of Disneyland is intrinsically tied to a rail to trains. Waltz love of uh, trains. Waltz love of trains, and Disneyland probably wouldn't exist if that love of trains didn't bloom into something uh, beyond his <laughs> his backyard. Yeah. So uh, it's it when we finally get into season two of this show, that's what it, it, it's going to start really with trains. Right. Um, because trains is where the the idea unclear really. You can ask a hundred Disneyland historians and get a hundred different answers as to where the idea of Disneyland came from from Walt. Because um, some people will tell you it came from his youth. Some will tell you it came from you know working at the studio and wanting to create a park across the street. Some will mm-hmm. say, well, it's this, it's that. Regardless of where the actual germ of the idea came from. Once Walt got into trains, it was full steam ahead <laughs> right. to be as punny as possible. Yes, um, and that's 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 where the story will start. What Disneyland's original concept was in terms with trains involved and forward, and that's where we're, that's where it's going to be. And I feel like that'll be an exciting. It's not a, it's not exciting, but it's a fun story. It's fun yeah. to see a human being so so absorbed into something what seems so like silly um and it's fun it's the story of trains and walt and the history of all that is incredibly fun but Um, i don't i don't know it's entirely silly if you have a hobby that you're passionate about yeah you know i mean this is a grown this is a grown man that built a railroad in his backyard yeah 
uh, he had to inspire that doll butt cartoon. Which yeah, he had to sign a contract with his wife uh, that he wouldn't tear up her garden and that he was going to make a tunnel under her garden uh, <laughs> for his toy train. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that'll be fun. I think that's where uh, that's, you know, months away at this right. point. But, you know, we're barreling. We're at next, next time you hear from us, we'll be talking about Chicken Little. And there's only a handful of Disney movies left at that point. Yeah, because so, we're at Frozen 2 right now. So Yeah, and, you know, the way the movie industry is going right now, who knows? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when the next, the next, the next, yeah, the next Disney, the next Disney uh, theatrical release could be next week to Disney Plus. Eh, it could be two years from now. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we're at now. But uh, Frozen 2, you know, Chicken Little with Frozen 2 is only like a decade. So, right. <laughs> you know, it's a, it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll be very interesting. To, it's a lot to slog through, but we will so, get there. Uh, we're, we're towards the end of the slog at this point. We're about mm. to be hitting the, the gold again. And pretty much once you hit um, Princess and the Frog, everything's pretty good fare from there yep. on out. With varying degrees of good. Like, the worst movie of that, of the, of that run is still better than pretty much anything that we've been watching in recent times. Yeah. So, yeah, can't wait. Uh, so, yeah, next time you hear from us, it'll be Chicken Little. Hopefully next week. I, You know, I'm getting my energy back, uh, despite not really leaving the house very much. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited for it. Uh, just really be super critical of a movie for children is always fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sometimes is our most fun episode. Just, let's just dunk on this movie. Yeah. Other times it's like, I feel depressed. Yeah, um, Home on the Range was not fun for either of us. We hate, uh, yeah. We hated the movie, and it wasn't even a fun episode. Like we yeah. listened, I listened back to it, and I'm like, boy, it's just you can sense our desperation in it. Uh, it's it was a bad time. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chicken Little is a little more fun to make fun of because it's a little sillier. Yeah. Um, and it's, at least it's a story. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's been so long since we've seen Chicken Little that we're going to both have to watch it again, which not ideal. But, no, uh, but it is what it is. Yeah, Nick, it, I was yeah. glad to have you back. Oh man, I'm glad. I'm, to I'm glad. Chat again. It, it's glad to, it's it's fun uh, reconnecting. Yeah, even though we talk all the time, it's still we, yeah we talk all the time. Uh, Mostly about the cool breakfast cereal or action figures that we saw. Yes, but uh, that's still communication. That's still keeping. But still, us hey, yeah. we like we, uh, if there wasn't already a breakfast cereal podcast. Yeah, I'd say that'd be a thing we could do. But. Yeah, uh, did you see the Frosted Flakes Fruit Loops combo cereal that's coming out? I did, and I was like, boy, I don't feel like those two things would mesh well. I I don't know either, but. Sure, sure as ever that I'm going to get it when I see it. <laughs> it's like uh, I, I just want one. T- there's each they each have their own distinct taste, yeah. and if I'm eating one of them, I just yeah. want that flavor in my mouth. This sounds terrible. Give it to me. Is yes. My, well, that, the hell that, was, that was my reaction to the uh, Sour Patch Kids cereal. Yeah. Oh, this sounds disgusting, and it's already at the big lots, which means it's discontinued. Yeah. Uh, and it's only been like four months so let's go to town on this and the worst cereal i've ever had in my entire life did you here's, ever try here, it? uh no but i did have nerd cereal back in the day oh yeah uh you know what the worst part about the uh sour patch kid cereal was mm. um the milk oh if you ate it as a cereal it like 
it's a step away from curdling the milk. It oh. made the milk sour and gross. It was actually like as a dry cereal. They ate it as a snack. Not that bad. Yeah. Um, but they actually recreated Sour Patch Kids, like and made them sour, which with like the such sour coating on the outside, like you know how you you know your typical cereal has like that sugary coating. That's sure, sure. That's just like a generic sugar coating. It's they want to say it's frosting, but you know or whatever. It's one side for the kid and me, the other yeah. side for the adult. Yeah. Uh, but they did that same thing, except it was sour. And once that gets in the milk, and the milk starts washing it off. I love cereal milk, man. Uh, there is never a bowl of cereal where that milk isn't finished off uh, for me. But no, I, that went right down the drain. Uh, I, I will give everybody my uh, my cereal pro tip. If you, like JD and I, are afraid of like weird and novel these cereals that were only in the market for a little bit, yeah. but they'll they'll still keep. You want to hit up your local grocery outlet if you have one nearby. Yeah. Because I, that is where you find, like, $1 Oreo cereal. Yeah, what was it? I was just there, and they had, uh, like, for $1.50, you could get a box of Nutter Butter cereal. Yeah. That's a really good cereal. That's a delicious <laughs> cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grocery outlet is, grocery outlet and big lots. If yeah. If you want a disconnect, discontinued, decent cereals. Uh, Which are still, for, they're still fine. They're still fine. As long they're as a little bit close to expiration, though. Yeah, a, a clo- either close or, like... Even a little after, it's fine. It's a, it's a, if, as long as that bag is still sealed. You're yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that, that's our, that's our pro tip. Yeah. Pro outlet, big lots. Yeah. So, uh, that's uh, the empty bowl podcast with Justin McElroy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, yeah, no, that's that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, can't wait, uh, Chicken Little next episode. Yep. And uh, coming uh, shortly, season two, uh, Disney. Disneyland and adjoining theme parks. So. Yeah, and you might have other people on the sides of this guy. Yeah, so it's a hope. I, I feel like Disneyland is a much more tactile yeah. thing. It's, it's, it's As much as there is history to it, there's also a nice emotional history and a lot of people sure. that go to it and go to other theme parks. Like, you know, I'll have I'll try to get somebody on here that went to Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, I might hit up. I, I, there's like, you know, I, I could probably get some people that are more... F- more famous than me. I feel like there's a chance in terms of, in the podcast world, there's a couple of people I could probably actually get on this show if I asked. And I might. Who knows? Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho and uh, Seth Rogen are both confirmed. Unfortunately, that means if I have Seth, uh, 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 Joe Rogan, not Seth Rogen, yeah. uh, Joe Rogan on here, uh, this show will only be listened on Spotify. So. Sure, sure. So, yeah, we worry about Omaha Steaks and Alpha Brain. Yeah. Good times. But, uh, but, yeah, until then, thank you all for joining us. And have a magical day. Bye.